Amen. I just want to take a minute to, to kind of think about <clears throat> where our country's been and different things going on. Today is 9-11 as we look back on that very sad time that uh, we experienced. Um, you know, but <clears throat> I look at that, we continue to look at the folks that are still dealing with that, but also our country um, with different things. Um, there's so many crazy things going on in the world. And when I thought about that this week, I also thought about how there was a lot of talk during that time where they would do different uh, charts and graphs and things and surveys and it seemed like right after 9-11 there was a, a, a really rise in people going back and, and getting involved and getting on their knees and stuff before the Lord but when I went to look at different statistics now it doesn't seem like it's where it was at one time that's kind of sad on top of all that and um, I thought you know we just need to be con continual prayer for our country so I just want to kind of kick it out with that I appreciate each and every one that serves uh, in the armed forces um, always want to lift them up, people in the mission field and things like that. So with that being said, I'm going to jump on in with our title. And this title is right from the mouth of Jesus in Mark 4.35. And he says, and, and we, I just put it out there, take me to the other side. Now that can have a lot of connotations. What are you thinking about there? Um, what do you think? What does that mean? Well, we're going to jump in. i got to give you a little bit of the backstory to see what's going on. But uh, really what was going on at this time is Jesus was in a city uh, of Capernaum. And this is stuff we're learning um, on Tuesday nights, we got some videos and stuff. Really, I tell you this, I just want to bring that in again. It is really cool. They're actually there taking some footage and teaching from right where we're talking about today. And it really comes alive when you can kind of see that. Because I know a lot of times when I thought, like the desert, I thought like Buck Road Beach with no water. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. So I just want to throw that out again. But this is kind of what's going on. And I want to go ahead and read that scripture. And we're going to get familiar with that today. Um, in Mark 4.35, it says... When the evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side. Now, if you don't know what's going on in the story, they just said, okay, we're just going to take a little boat ride. Oh, it was much more than that. It was much more than that. So what was happening, Jesus was, was preaching on the other side of the um, Sea of Galilee, and he was talking to a lot of uh, Jewish folks over there. And, and a lot of times, back then they were under the law. They thought, you know, this is what we got to do. We are under grace today. You know that, right? That's a good thing. Anybody, anybody? Uh, Want to pick between law and uh, grace? I'll go with grace. How about you guys? But, you know, it's kind of what, what reminds me a lot of times that Jimmy says this. He says, you know, religion is do good, get good, uh, do bad, get bad. And that's not even so because, you know what, just because you do good doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect in your life. Amen. Because this thing called life starts happening. So I just want to set the stage with that. So Jesus is preaching there, and, and everybody knew the word, and they're getting encouraged, and Jesus is preaching. And in the middle of his service, man, there's a guy that's oppressed with the devil. And Jesus just, just man, boom, commands the devil out. Boom. Says he went out with a shriek. Whoop. How many know there's a lot of power with Jesus? Amen. How many know there's a lot of power in the name of Jesus? And the authority of Jesus and the Lord. And we're going, I want you to build on this foundation. So here we go. And people were sitting there. They're going, wow, I'm going to put it in today's time. Man, what just happened? What's up with that kind of thing? Is this a new teaching? What's going on? It's got so much power, so much authority. See, the law is not a bad thing. The law was given for a reason. The law was given to show us our sin and show us our need for a Savior. Amen? So, so, so there's a place for that. God's got this thing all, all squared away. Amen? So what's happening is the, the folks here go, what's going on, man? What's happening here? Who is this guy? Now, they knew the scriptures, right? And they're starting to go, what's going on? So after Jesus finished preaching, he says, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and go to the other side. Now, that is a big deal for these folks. The folks of Capernaum, they, they, you know, they don't touch, don't eat this, don't do this. I mean, everything is real rigid, okay? But they look across to the other side, and there's a place called Decapolis. How about the bad part of town times a thousand? The folks there in Capernaum wouldn't even mention the name of Decapolis. They, they, it would just defile what's going on. You know, this, this is this is wayward living over there, man. This is bad news. These people are carrying on idolatry, all this. Anything goes. You want us to go over there? Yeah. Board up. Let's go. And there's so much meat in the story that I'm going to share with you today. We could do probably three sermons out of this thing or more. But I want to kind of condense it down. But I want to give you a good backstory. So this is what's going on. And Jesus said, come on, let's go. So in our study, we're studying. Think about this. Jesus really didn't call us to be comfortable, right? He calls us to be committed to the mission. We like being comfortable, don't we? We really do. I'm telling you, I've been involved in church stuff for about 20-some years. 
And I can hear more talk about the, how hard the seats are and, and how loud the music is than people getting saved. You know what I mean? If you're not careful. It's crazy. You know? It, man, you look around and you take a look. And, and Angela and I has got a, a, a friend uh, over in the Philippines. Man, I'm going to tell you what. If they had this building here, they would be doing a backflip. They're out reaching people in the dumps. I'm not kidding. I mean, they're, they're, there's a big trash pile. He sends me pictures of stuff like this. Had, had two more get saved. You know? And he's praying for us every week. We need to be lifting up people around the world for what they're going through. Right? You know, that some people really realize there's a cost to following Christ. See, a lot of times we don't realize that, right? But, but you can to a certain degree. And I'm kind of jumping off here a little bit. You get saved, you go home and tell your wife or she isn't with you on that. And say, you know, I got saved in this. What's going on? We're going to do this. She said, what? I can't sleep in a Sunday no more. Or vice versa. You know, your wife gets saved. And she says, oh, man, all they want is your money down there at church. I got a question. We've been doing this for about five and a half years. Have I ever asked you for any money? Nope. Never. But I tell you what, we give you an opportunity to give because that's part of worship. Okay? So you have the opportunity. So and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying. So whoop, we took that off the list. Oh, I don't have anything to wear to church. What are you going to wear? What I got on, right? So what we try to do is knock down some of those walls of the things that people think are going to keep them, uh, you know, from, from coming in here. But you know what? We're just going to love them where they are. Getting back to the story. Jesus left heaven. How many know heaven is an amazing place? Both of y'all do, okay? Anybody else think it might be an amazing place? I know. You know I like proud participation. <laughs> if I said, oh, is that our part? I'm going to get the cue cards. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be amazing, man. He said, no mind can even imagine how cool it's going to be. And I think, man, we can get some pretty cool, cool uh, ideas. He said, that, that ain't nothing. So he leaves heaven to come to this place, right? That is sin-filled, man. So that we, when we leave here, can have a home in heaven with him, all right? So what does he ask them to do? Get in the boat and go to the other side. Oh, it's too nasty. It's, I don't want to go over there. Well, what do you think he just did? If he could come from heaven to earth, can't you go from here to your neighbor's house? Come on now, it's getting quiet. Watch him show shoes and watch. Can we just go down, you know, and, and help somebody along the way? And that's really what he's telling them. But I also want you to see this. Usually when we step out with the Lord, does everything go right as soon as it goes? Man, I'm just going to do this for the Lord. Woo! The, you know, just the angelic choir. Woo! Everything's happening and all that. No, it's usually, whoo! Right? Man, what happened? See, the devil likes when he can keep you on the sidelines. He likes when he can keep your Bible shut. He likes when you say, ah, I don't think going to church today. How you go now? I mean, you know, the 52 weeks, we can always go. You see what I'm saying? He wants to just keep you sleeping. And in many ways, I think that's after 9-11, we've kind of done that. We were, man, we were on our knees. We were, we were seeking the Lord and everything else. And then we go back and get comfortable. Let me tell you, regardless, we should never be comfortable. Meaning, lackadaisical in our faith. We should be fired up, man. When you get up in the morning, do you think about all the things that God has saved you from? Anybody got a past? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's probably not the greatest, right? A lot of times. But we don't have to dwell on that. But sometimes I just roll back, especially when I see my, my buddies come up here and they're getting saved and stuff. And I go, ha, 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 this is so good. This is great, man. Seeing my friends at church and things like that. Because we got some stories. We got some stories, man. I talked to some guys at work. They said, are you ever going to write a book? I said, not on your life. Not on your life. Not one like that. But I'll tell you what. What I would tell you is this is what God has done. Because that's the big picture. See, a lot of times when people share their testimonies, they say, oh, I was this and that, this, that, and they talk all about this, and then they give God this much credit. I'll just say, I was lost, but now I'm found. And let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what he's done in my life. Do you get excited about sharing your faith? Yes, we do. Let's try it again. You get it. Take two. We get excited about sharing our faith. Yeah, man. Why? Because we don't want nobody to go to hell, do we? Have you ever studied hell? It'll scare you. Make you glad you're not going there, amen? That's amazing. Let's get back on script here a little bit. So Jesus tells his folks, let's load up. Tells his closest disciples, like, hey, let's go to the other side. I know they're thinking, okay, what's going on? Have you ever, the Lord ever mentioned something to you in your spirit and said, I need you to do this? And you go, you mean today? You mean like right now? You mean you want me to say I'm sorry? You want me to go check on my neighbor? You want whatever it may be? You know, that happens a lot of times, right? But Jesus said, let's go and get in the boat. 
Let's go to the other side. And let's go ahead and read a little bit more. So we get in here. Jesus is really calling them to service. He, he, they're getting their wings, man. They say, come on, let's get with it now. See, that's what happens. We get saved and then we want to sit on the sideline. But see, when we come to church, I want to fill you up. I want you to hear the word of God so that when we leave here, the service starts here. So we get out there and we, we do what God has called us to do. Seek and save that which was lost. Amen. To get out there and make disciples. Well, folks, we're all that crazy about that. You know? If I told you, say, hey, I'll tell you what we're going to do. It's going to be 947 degrees. Tomorrow we're going to have a little car wash. How about everybody coming out for three hours? I guarantee you, boy, we can start thinking, but I got I to gotta work tomorrow. I gotta, you know, we can do all those things, right? I bet you they were doing the same thing. You mean we're going to go over there now? You mean now over there? I mean, you know, does he know where we're going? He knows exactly where you're going, amen? And what I want to show you here in just a second, that you're not going alone. So let me see where I was at here. I got all sidetracked, but I believe that we can pull it back together. Jesus here, we got the scripture. It says, when the evening came, he said to his disciples, let us grow across to the other side. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. I want to read a little bit here. Sometimes God calls us into the storm, Amen. I heard a guy tell me one time, I was at a hospital visit, and this guy told me this, I'll never forget. He said, son, you're usually in three places in life. What do you mean? He said, you're either going into the storm, you're in the middle of the storm, or you're coming out of the storm. And as time went by, I'm thinking, you know, he's pretty close on that, isn't he? We're either going into the storm, or in the storm, or coming out of the storm. Coming out of the storm is much better, amen? Regardless of where you're at in the storm system, okay? Jesus is with you, amen? That's what I want you to see today. Well, let's take a little look here. We got it all pulled up. If you got your Bibles, you can follow along. Got most of the scriptures that we need today on the screen. Verse 37, Mark 4, 37. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to be drowned? Have you ever said that? Lord, don't you, don't you care? This is what's going on in my life. Don't you even care? Man, put yourself in that boat for a minute. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Man, can you imagine how many people would like to be there? One. I got my hands kind of like halfway. I don't think, I don't swim. <laughs> but I love to see God moving, right? But you know what? We don't even have to go out in the river to see God moving. We can see him moving in the hearts of his people right here. Amen. Let's keep on going. So I want to kind of break this down. You know, I said, we were in a storm. The guys are going back to verse 37. I'm going to kind of break this. I said, we're in a storm. We're going down. Trouble is boarding the boat, boys. Can you imagine that? Think about a time in your life you're going, man, if God doesn't show up, we're all going down. I think probably anybody has had that in their life. Even, even young people. Anybody uh, like taking tests at school? I'm thinking, I'm going down, Lord. If you don't, if you don't bring this to my memories, man, I, 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 this is not good. You know, I'm the guy that says, is it multiple guests? I mean, multiple choice. You know, we were doing stuff like that. I just, that, I don't like taking tests. If I could put my hands on it and work on it and do it, and I'm okay. But man, trying to remember all that stuff is just like, man, this is overdosing here. So they're they're on the boat. The water's coming up. And man, I tell you what, I don't imagine this boat was like any big ships they had now. You know, we've watched some films and stuff. And this boat, it looks like a glorified John boat, what I see. And they don't have the sides on it real big because they got to pull the nets in and stuff like that. So I imagine the water's coming on pretty good. But what is Jesus doing? He, thing of three suits. Just have to relax. Relax. Look at this. Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat. I said, you know what that shows me? Preaching even made Jesus tired. Amen. But anyway, after he came out there, he was laying his head down, resting in who he was. He said, well, that's easy for him. He's the son of God. Well, that's all right. You have the son of God living in you through the spirit of God. Amen. Realize who you are. Take a look at this. It shows us that Jesus, in the midst of everything else, he still had peace in the midst of the storm. He's our role model, right? In the raging storm. I said, even after seeing all that Jesus had done, the disciples had a little bit of doubt, didn't they? Just a little bit of doubt. I think I would be a little concerned. How about you guys? Have you ever been right to the edge of something? You're going, oh my gosh, what's going on? Or have you been in that place and you say, you know what? I'm sticking with what God said. I pray that we build our faith to a point where we say, you know what? I don't care what it looks like. 
I'm not walking by sight. I'm walking by faith. I'm going to trust what God says. But you know what? That doesn't usually come overnight. It comes from continuing trusting the Lord, building yourself up in the word of God. Amen. But I tell you what is a good thing. As you reflect on things that God has done in the past, it will build your faith. You think about how God got you here. You think about how God has brought that wonderful lady in your life or, or, or that super guy you got in your life or, or, or the, the blessing of children or whatever the case it is, the job you got. Even if you don't like the job, guess what? You got a job. You know? God has equipped us with so many different things, and a lot of times we just go, yeah, but. Well, this is what happens to the guys in the boat. Now, like I said, they knew the scriptures. And God was revealing himself to them in a mighty way. A couple of scriptures to write down. Psalm 107, 29. They knew these things. Check this out. 107, 29. I don't have it up here. It said, he stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the seas were hushed. Now, what would you think if you read all this stuff and all of a sudden you start saying, I know that story. They said, that's the Messiah. Wait a minute. What, what did that say? What did, what did God's word say? It said, he stilled the storms to a whisper. The waves of the seas were hushed. I think the light's starting to go off now. What else? Job 9, 8. Write this down. Look it up a little bit later. He alone has spread out the heavens and marched on the waves of the seas. Jesus and the Messiah was being revealed to his folks one by one. And we have all that backstory for us to understand now. We have all the word of God. We have all the miracles and things that Jesus did. So next time that you're going into the storm, realize that you know what? Jesus is still in your boat. And even if he's sleeping, he has peace. He has power. He has the authority to still that storm. He can walk on the water. He'll never leave you. He's your lifesaver. So I know in talking to folks throughout the week, there are folks that are in the storm, amen? And if you're not in the storm, hold on. You probably will be in the storm. You say, well, thanks for encouraging me, buddy. No, I'm just telling you how it is. There's going to be some times that it's not going to be that great. But there's never a time that God is not great enough to get you to the other side. Amen? Never enough. Never enough problems that Jesus can't walk up on. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. Let's make it personal a little bit. In my storm. Have you ever talked to somebody and said, yeah, but you just don't understand because this is this is what's happening to me. You try to be compassion, passionate, you know, and you say, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Or you say, I know. One of the things I've, I've, I've tried very hard to not do in ministry is say, I know. Because there's people that I encounter all the time, week after week, and I don't know. I know that there's been some very hard things in my life, just like there's been some very hard things in your life. But I, I, I haven't lost a child. I haven't lost a spouse. I haven't, you know, there's things that I haven't experienced. But all these things, I know this. I know that in my storm and in your storm, Jesus is my peace. Amen. I want you to think about it. Say that with me. Jesus is my peace. Let me hear you. Jesus is my peace. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Because I want you to take hold of what God's going to share with us today. And I wrote this down last night. I said, do you ever think about this? I said, do you ever think about the power of God? When you think about the power of God, what first things come to your mind? Sometimes maybe you think that, you know, breaking the waves, you know, people going across. Maybe, you know, still in the storm. That's true. How about just the miracle of Christ being born here, right? How about the miracle that you just woke up today? How about the miracle of, of just breathing? How about all these things, right? How about this? How about the power of God that seals you with the spirit of God so that we know that we know that we're saved and we're secure? I talk to people all the time about what they believe all the time. And it's amazing to me what people believe. It really is. They'll give you some all types off the wall stuff and everything else. And then when I call them on it, I says, so why do you believe that? Where did you get that from? What, what are you standing on for that? They go, well, I mean, that's just what I believe. Well, I can believe that, you know, I can fly, but guess what? The chances are probably not going to be real good. I believe what I believe because I have God's word on it. I believe what I believe because God said so. God's got a great track record, amen? His word is tried and true. So when I'm saying something, I want to line it up with, with God's word. Because guess what? Now I'm walking on some good foundation. The word of God, man. That's what we build our faith on, amen? And he's the prince of peace. What else do we got? 
In my storm, I have to look at this. Jesus gives me authority. Man, have you ever been somewhere and somebody walks in? And I'm not talking about arrogant. I'm talking about you could tell that they got authority. Not because they lord it over anybody. It's the way they handle themselves, right? Well, Jesus didn't even have to do that. Because when he spoke it, everything changed. He gives us that authority. I use this illustration a lot. You could go down here and say when we get ready for, uh, what is it? It's not Bay Days here. Seafood Fest. And there's going to be cars everywhere. And I guarantee you there will be one police officer out there directing traffic. And he's going to do this. Put his hand up. And cars are going to go, stop. Is it because that guy's so bad? Huh? No. It's because he has the authority behind him. That's just of the Pocosin Police Department. You have the authority of Almighty God behind you and in you. You see what I'm saying? When you start speaking Jesus, things got to change, man. Just think about that illustration for a minute. If a man could raise his hand and stop an 18-wheeler because of the authority that man gives him, what can happen when you open your mouth and speak the word of God with the power and authority that Jesus gave you? There's no limits. That's what I want you to see today. So that, that gives us authority. Why do, you, why do you say that? Why do you say that? Because you know what? I'm a child of God. How about that? Why? Because you're a pastor? No. Why? Because you think you're so good? No. Because I think I'm so blessed in Jesus. Amen. I think that there is nothing in my life other than grace of God that's going to get me there. Amen. Why do you say that, buddy? Because that's what the word says. You've got to have a good foundation on what the word of God says. That doesn't mean you've got to know every scripture, but I'm going to tell you what. I want to encourage you. I've told you all this many times when I first start working with the Lord. I want it to be sure that I was saved. How about you? I want to be sure I was saved because I don't want to lose it, right? People were telling me you can lose it. Wrong. Anybody here listen to me? You can't. All right? And those are the first scriptures I started learning, man. John 10, 27, 28. Man, my sheep know my voice, right? No one can pick you from my father's hand. It's been, you know, and then go to Ephesians uh, 2, 8, 9. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift to God. Man, that was the thing I was building my faith upon. I said, wait a minute. I don't always act saved, Lord. How about y'all? Y'all always act saved? Oh, yes. No. That doesn't change what God has done for you. I am not encouraging you to live any old way, okay? I'm trying to help you to realize that you will miss the mark. And we will turn back to God and we'll keep moving. Your salvation is secure is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love this. My buddy that's sitting beside me. Where, where I work at, we don't get to sit in the shop too much. And we got a real nice place because it's about like this. I sit here and my buddy sits here. So when I turn, he has to move. <laughs> and my dad tells the truth, there ain't much there in the buddy. But that's all right. And my buddy always said, I said, give me a Bible verse. And he always says this. He said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He said, that's me. He gets excited about that. I said, give me, give me a Bible verse. He always tells me that one, man, in Romans. And I think about that all the time. Because he knew where he was. And he realized what God has rescued him from. How about you? And now that we are in the family of God, we are secure in Christ. So we have authority, right? Let's keep on going. Jesus calms the waves. Man, I've been on a many, a many, a many hospital visits. And I can tell you what, I can try to mention about the weather. I can try to mention about who's winning the ball game. I can try to mention anything else about the stock market up or whatever or how pretty flowers are and everything. But I'm going to tell you what, nothing calms a storm in somebody's life like Jesus. That's the deal. He's the one. He's the one. Let's take a look at this. I said, man, we go back to the story. No wave is too big. No wind is too strong. No devil is too devious to knock Christ off course. None. Isn't it good to be on team Jesus? Everybody likes to be on the winning team, don't they? Yeah. I mean, but, but when you're a true fan, you even have to hang in there even when ODU went down bad yesterday, right? It was like, I still got the shirt. I'm still rooting on, but it hurts, right? But I'm going to tell you what. When you're on team Jesus, look at this. Christ has wrapped you in his arms. You have been forgiven. In the midst of the storm, you have 
peace. He gives you authority. And you have somebody to call out to that can calm the waves in the world. Man, there's a lot of ripples in the world, isn't there? There's a lot of things going on. You could just name a name a name. I cannot really remember the last time that I saw something good in the newspaper. I don't read the newspaper that much. I try to get the highlights so I can kind of know what's going on in the world. But how about you? You know, I ain't seen nobody climb a tree, get a cat, help a little old lady across the street, any of those things. I'm sure there's some stuff out there. But see, the world has become this. They like dirty laundry. Remember that old song? They like dirty laundry. Yeah, you all know what it is. And they, they just, that's what sells, man. Tim's what happened. You remember that song, Tim. But that's the, the truth of it. But that's what's happened is the, the volume of the world has gotten so loud, we think there's no way out. The enemy wants to rob your hope. If you take hope away from somebody, they'll give up. They'll roll over, right? But if you can keep speaking life into their life, it changes everything. Let's keep on rolling here. Jesus calms my fears. Does he calm your fears? Why is that? Because I know no matter what anybody else says, and this is not being brag bragging, this is being solidified in knowing that God's word is true. No matter what anybody says, what anybody does, no matter what I say, what I do, God still loves me. Can you say that? Sure you can. If you're a child of God, you can say that God still loves me. He's got his best for me. You know, does your children ever make you mad? Like yesterday. We will not go there. <laughs> I'm going there. You don't get to say anything, son. You just love me for that. Oh, no, that's hilarious. <laughs> There's a time, I don't know if this happens to you. There's sometimes I need to talk to my wife and I need to talk to her right now because I need some information. That is the very time that she don't have her cell phone. So I call the cell phone. I'm out back working on the pool. And somebody answers, hello? I said, I must have the wrong number. My phone does that stuff sometimes, right? So I call back again. I said, hello. He said, sir, who are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for my wife. I said, what number is this? He said, what number are you calling? I said, 869. He reversed the last four and said, I said, well, I'm sorry. And then he made that final little bad mistake. He went, hey. I said, boy, if you don't get your mama on the phone. Now, check this out. This is what I deal with. I'm out back working on the pool. He's got his phone filming me, right? <laughs> and he's he's messing with me, man. He's messing with me because and now, now, but I can hear you know his dad just went to the other side. <laughs> I was like, he says, Mom left her phone. I said, Oh Lord. She went to Chick-fil-A. It could be days before she gets back. But we made it through it. And I try to laugh it off. But boy, right there, man, my blood pressure was, was in there. <laughs> look at, he's looking at the window going like this. He said, Dad, it was so funny. You kept going. Because <laughs> it said Denise on there. I was like, what is going on with my phone? Man. <laughs> Thank you, son. Appreciate my blood pressure being 9 million. <laughs> but that's what I deal with all the time. They love, we love to play. And I can't say nothing about it because I do the same thing. I would, I would do it there because Justin would be in the bathroom. He'd be in there and be singing. got his earbuds on and everything like that. And he'll open the door and I'll just be standing there like, Dad! <laughs> I was just waiting to get in the bathroom. <laughs> so, so he gets it honest. It's just not fun when it's on your side, right? You know what I mean? It is. But you got you to gotta laugh it off and everything else. Man, where am I at now? What I'm saying is this now. I know exactly where I'm at. You know, there's sometimes we need to call a friend. Maybe you need to call your family. Maybe you need to do this. And maybe they left their phone home. Maybe they swiped you. You know what that is, right? You go, hey, ring, ring. call back. I know you didn't just do that, right? That will never happen with the Lord. That's what I want to tell you. You can bank on that, amen? You can bank on that. So in your storm, know that Jesus has unlimited service, amen? Everybody doing good? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Have a little fun in the middle. But see, here's the thing. When Jesus gets over there, the mission remains the same, man. The, the, it, just, it remains the same for us today. Let's take a look at this. Jesus didn't turn back. Jesus didn't turn back with the cross. He didn't turn back with the boat. The only time you see Jesus turning back is when something's happening. He turns back to get you. Amen? 
that's amazing. He came to seek and save that which was lost. I said, he desires for us to be committed to making disciples. The mission remains. You know, sometimes I talk to people and they talk about the church and what's going on and everything else. Well, what y'all's playing? <laughs> Bring people to Jesus. They, they want the whole layout. Oh, we're going to build a chapel or steeple and this. And we're going to have a water slide in the back. And I mean, all these different things and all that. That's what they, I think they're waiting for. I said, we're going to share Jesus. We're going to share Jesus. I can't wait to get to this next story. Keep on going. It's not always a pretty picture. Oh, come on now. Somebody say amen to that. I said, when Christ calls us to a mission, know that he has equipped us for victory. Mm-mm-mm. It's not always a pretty picture. Well, this is not the story I was talking about being excited about, but I will tell you the story. I do a lot of visits, and a lot of visits are great. And a lot of visits are some that you wish you didn't have to go. And I think this week was probably one of my toughest visits I've ever had in my life. I went to visit someone. Family called me. I had been visiting and I thought they were doing better, and I think they are doing better, and appreciate the prayers. But when I got there to visit my friend, they were terrified. There's a lot of medicine going on, a lot of different things and everything else going on. And he's having a hard time telling me what's going on. See, sometimes it's good. See, a lot of times people think they're going to wait to the end to know Jesus. I'd say today's the day, amen. Know him early. My friend knows the Lord. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you because things happen. Amen. I got there and my friend grabbed a hold of my hand. And this elderly man had the grip. And I'm trying to keep him calm. He says, you've got to get me out of here. we got to go. He's terrified. And I'm like, hey, man, everything's going to be okay. I, can't, I said, can you, can you let go of my hand? I'll sit on the other side. I'm not going anywhere. I finally talk him into letting go of my hand. I sit on the other side. And I, I'm praying, God, give me the words for this man to, to, to help. When you go into places and stuff, it's not always the fun stuff. Okay? But it will be the necessary stuff, and God will give you the words. I've seen enough people being sick and legs cut off and everything else to do me for a long time. Okay? Because they don't usually call the pastor on the front end, right? They usually call you when there's a storm in the boat. There's a storm in the sea. And that's okay, you know? That's all right. And I'm asking the Lord, I can't understand what he's trying to tell me. Been on a breathing tube for, for weeks. And they took the breathing tubes out. And the only thing that I can do to bring comfort to my friend is talk about Jesus. I talked about fishing. I talked about family. I talked about what I did that day. I talked about what was on TV. I talked about how nice the air condition was. The only thing, the only thing that was calming the storm in his life was when I would pray over him, when I would speak the word of God over him. I'm telling you, that's why it's important to know Jesus. And it's tough. It's it's not a pretty picture all the time. But I could say, yeah, I'm too busy. I'm not going. I'm telling you what. God has taught me more in those visits that I didn't really were comfortable going with. And all the other ministry things that I've ever done in my life over 20 years. It's in those minutes, in those seconds, in those times that you find out what you believe. And they find out what they believe. It's in those seconds and, and, and when your back's up against the wall that you better be listening to the Lord. Because... He didn't need what Buddy Chapman could think of. He needed what the Lord was saying. And God started bringing peace to that situation. We continue to lift my friend up. But I'm going to tell you why. The enemy will use fear to just upset you so bad. That's why I'm saying, settle these things in your heart today to know who God is and know who you are in God. Because when that time comes, you will have that security because you built your faith on the, on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's keep on going. Where's the other side he's calling you to? It might be your family. It might be your job. 
It might be somebody along the side of the road. Or it could be at the post office. Why is he saying that? I needed to go to the post office this week. Ain't going to tell you where. I just went to a post office. Amen. And I got there, and there was one person in front of me. I don't know about you guys. I get overwhelmed in the post office because they got big boxes, little boxes, side boxes, this, this form, that form, that form. I don't like forms. So I just go in there, how you doing? All right. And I let the guy go ahead and go in front of me. So I said, I've narrowed it down to these 57 envelopes here. Which one do I need to do what I need to do? And the lady says, you need that one. I said, okay. So I get it and I start writing on it. I said, I think I was supposed to write on it over here. So I take two pieces of paper, go up there. And she says, uh, let me have that. You just need that. I go, all righty then. Still loving on her in the Lord. And I started to write on the counter. And she says, sir, I'm the only one in there. She says, sir, excuse me. Yes, ma'am. Could you take that and fill that out over there? I said, not a problem. Probably really close to that. But her boss was over here. And I just thought, I'm going to be honest with you. I went over there and I shut the lunch. I said, do they make them people mean before? You got to be mean to get a job here. You know, what's going on? I'm thinking all this time. I was like, I'm, I tell you, I can't believe it. she just told me, I need nobody in here. All this was going on in my mind. I was like, oh, I built the stuff back out. So evidently, her boss said, I want to talk to you. So they had a little conversation. I'm still filling out the paperwork, filling out the paperwork. I go back over, still bringing the smile, man. I'm digging down deep now. Digging down deep. I go, here you go. I hope I got that right. She looked at that. I even put my, when I did that, I went to give her my pen, and I put the pen on the scale. Evidently, you're not supposed to put the pen on the scale. She needed the pen off the scale. I mean, I'm telling you what, it's coming right here. I'm going, oh, Lord, oh, man, I need you, Jesus. So then she says, she says this. She talked to her friend and everything. She said, can I ask you a question? I said, go for it. She says, you seem like a pretty honest man. I said, oh, you're going to get both barrels now. You're ready now. She said, was I rude to you? And the Lord intervened. Praise God. I said, well, honey, let me tell you a story. I said, you sure were direct. She said, but I was just doing my job. I said, well, I'll give you a little tip. I said, I pastor a church. I go and do a lot of hospital visits. If I go to the hospital and say, you still sick? How long are you going to be sick, man? Come on, we got to go. I got other people to see. They're probably not going to want me to come back. I said, but you know what? If you just said something with a smile, it changes everything. Look how God opened the door, right? So I'm ready now. I'm getting ready. I'm bringing to you. I'm ready. I'm, I'm trying. Lord, I'm trying, right? Right? I said, just say it with a smile. Now, her other friend coming over there, she's like, you might want to say it with a smile, you know? And she says, I didn't mean, mean anything about it. I said, that's okay, baby. That's all right. I said, but I'm just, you asked me, I'm telling you. I'm just saying. You were very direct. Pretty abrupt. But that's okay. I said, because you know what? God's good anyway. As soon as I said that, she says, do you know such and such? She didn't think I knew this guy. He got a big church, stuff like that. All this, yeah. Do you know such and such? I said, yes, I do. How do you know him? I said, because I played lead guitar on his last CD. <laughs> she said, you did? I said, yes, I did. He called me up. I went to school with him. He said, buddy, come on down, man. I want you to play on the song. The song. I said, I didn't even heard it. He said, oh, you figured out. Come on. And did three songs with it. Ain't seen him since, but he's just calling. He said, man, I want you to come on down. He's man, booked some studio time and everything. He said, go, just do what you do. Just do what you do, brother. I said, all right. And it was great. So, see, so, so now we got some common ground. It's really. Next thing you know, where's your church at? She's writing it down. What's your name? Is your wife coming here? I'm thinking, I don't know how much information I want to give out just right yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we cool? Is everything cool? Anyway, from... Being in that bad spot where things ain't always easy, where does he call you to be on the other side? She said, you know, I'd really like to come to Bible study with y'all sometime. I said, baby, we got plenty of room. Come on down. I should have told her. I said, you know what? And we have suites. 
The ladies uh, bring sweets, man. That's it. On Tuesday, I don't eat no dessert because I know we got it here. Just give y'all a little tip. That's a little bonus. So what am I saying with this? How about this? How about if I just flew off the handle and everything? I said, you know what? Next time you do that right there, I don't have my wife come in here. <laughs> and you don't want that. Because I'm going to tell you, if you get this, <laughs> what is it, guys? We call it the pump. When mama gets mad and she does this, and that whip is going back and forth, it's all over. The dog goes, whoop. <laughs> well, I said, you don't want that. Said, but I didn't have to go there. But what happens if I did all that? And, and then the other girl goes, yeah, I think he's the pastor of that church down there. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you want to go. Great. Not just because of that. But let's go a little bit bigger. He's supposed to be a Christian. She's supposed to be a Christian. You know what I mean? I'm so thankful that God just said, hold on, I'm going to give you the words. Just hold tight a little bit. I'm going to tell you, I didn't really, I, didn't, I want to say, oh yeah, I can't believe that. But I, and, and the Lord even gave me, I said, I, I don't even think about that. The Lord gave that. You were very direct. I don't even talk like that. <laughs> I would have said, if it was just me doing that, I said, man, you were really snotty. You know? You were very direct. How about that? That's the Holy Spirit working right there. She said, I was, right? You know? So what am I getting at here? Where is the other side he's called you to? It might be in your everyday walk. Matter of fact, I guarantee you it will be in your everyday walk. Something else. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know. I was driving home yesterday. Went down to visit the dog pound. I like going down there every now and then, pet some dogs, see what's going on. I'm sitting there, just hung up the phone. I'm sitting at the light, and this guy said, hey! He said, you want to trade that truck? I go, no. <laughs> Scare me. And he's got a real nice, he's got a brand new truck looking like that. He said, he said, well, I thought I'd ask. I said, oh, okay. You never know. I could have said, what are you yelling at me for? You know, you never know. I should have said, no, well, you know, what I say? Have a blessed day, right? All the time. Roll your windows down, listen a little bit. I roll my windows down because I ain't got no AC. But <laughs> listen during the time in the midst of that. What I'm telling you these things are because it's everyday stuff that happens to everyday people. But there's an extraordinary God that lives in us. And we can make a difference. Amen? So take a look at this. I said, realize Jesus is resting in your boat. When that lady hit me the wrong way at the post office, I was thinking, man overboard. Amen? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, man overboard. That's it. But the Lord had been just kind of pouring this message through my life. Way to go to the other side. Go to the other side. It wasn't the other side of the world. You may call some people to do that. It wasn't the other side of the street. Maybe it was just go to the other side and extend grace to somebody. Maybe go to the other side and extend love to somebody. Maybe go to the other side and, and, and extend forgiveness to somebody. Amen? Because that's what we are supposed to do. I will never, ever, 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 ever tell you to be a doormat for Jesus. Amen? He wasn't. You don't have to be a doormat. Just be direct, right? With a smile on your face. Amen? You'd be surprised what God will do. And remember this. He is the stiller of the storm. I wrote a few things down here I want to make sure that we get to. I wrote it here. I said, in, in other words, Christ is with you in your situation. He does not get overwhelmed by any weather report. He don't, no losing sleep because of the waves that are splashing. And, and think about this. It doesn't matter the size of your boat. Jesus is willing to get in there with you, amen? You think, well, maybe only God's gonna, gonna, gonna help this person or that person. That's a, man, he sees us all the same. Isn't that amazing? You know? I don't know. I hear people say some people have favorites and all that stuff. I know that don't happen. Except at my house, my mom likes me better than my sister. No, I'm teasing. I'm her favorite son, though. He ain't got but one. Oh, my goodness. But I'm going to tell you what. I heard somebody say one time. said, I'm God's favorite. I'm just not the only one. We're all his favorites. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get, get, don't, don't get so over, overwhelmed by what you think God might call you to. I don't want to get too close with God because he might ask me to get out of my comfort zone. Well, guess what? He will. Okay? Again, it's not about comfort. It's about commitment. 
But you know what I find is when I start looking back in my life and I see all the things that God has rescued me from, and Earl, do not add to this because he's got probably a list, right, of that whole thing. There's so many things. You know, sometimes we talk, he goes, you know what? I was thinking, we should have been dead by now. You know, I'm thinking about that. I said, yeah. And then I see kids do some different things. I'm going, man, what are they thinking? And I'm thinking, we did that same stuff. What are we doing? Man, if we would just run it through the filter, if we would just run it through the word of God, man, and realize, you know what, that Jesus is the stiller of the storm. And, I, and this, the Lord just put this on my heart. It doesn't say we is the stiller of the storm. It says he is the stiller of the storm. See, a lot of times we try to be the stiller of the storm. We try to fix every single thing, right? Wife comes home, this ain't working. I got it, baby. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. What happens if you said, you know what? We need to pray about that, honey. We need to go to the Lord about that. It might change everything. What do you mean? First, she's going to see that you're relying on the Lord. Or vice versa. Maybe your husband sees that you're relying on the Lord. And then see what happens when God's in the center. It's going to draw you closer. That's what I want. I want, I want. I want God's best. Not only for me, but for my friends, for my family, for everybody. But how do we get God's best? We share Jesus with people. We continue to tell God just how good people just how good God is so the people say a lot of times well, what's, your, what's your mission what's, what's your plan <laughs> I said the same with Jesus and they go well what is that and I'm thinking well then you don't know Jesus do you I'll give you a little scripture on that too Luke 19 10 for the son of man has come to save that which was lost yeah. anybody got any lost friends hands everywhere guess what he wants us to go to the other side what do you mean? I've tried. Don't quit. Aren't you glad somebody never quit on you? And even if people have quit on you, know that God's never quit on you. And I'm going to tell you what. It's amazing when I look at stuff and see how God's done different things in my life. And I've mentioned this many times. Sometimes when I start thinking back and I start thinking about the people that God had placed in my life. And I was so ignorant to anything that was going on until later on the light shined. And I look back and I go, wow, God put that person in my life for a season. It's amazing. Who has God put in your life? Here's one. Better yet. Who has, I don't want to say it. Who has God put in your life for you to make the difference? Amen. That's what I'm getting with it. Not only who has God blessed you with to help you along the way, but maybe as you're growing, right, he's got you to make a difference in somebody else's life. So as we go back through here today, you know what? God does want to take us to the other side. He doesn't want you to just get comfortable. He doesn't just want you to sit on the sidelines of life. Amen? I pray that I never, ever, ever get tired or get comfortable in my walk with Jesus. Meaning this way. Yeah, I used to, I used to pastor church. He said, I did all that. Yeah, I did that. We went here. Yeah, I done that. Done that. Man. I want to, when I go out, I want to be, I still want to be pointing up. I still want to be pointing up to the Lord, amen? Because you know what? Not because I think, woo, I just want to get it, I just want to get a good scorecard. It's not about that. It's that, you know what? When I realize how good God's been to me, I don't want to sit on the sidelines. I don't want to just get, I don't want to go halfway. I don't want to turn around. I don't want to back up. I want to keep pressing to the mark. I want to keep going. I want to keep sharing the, the, the name of Jesus. I want to see miraculous things happen. Amen. I talked to somebody the other day and they were talking about, well, they used to go to church and we believe in this and that and all this different stuff like that. And and, and it was just, and, and, it, and it felt just like when they, when they were sharing about God, it sounded hollow. It sounded dry. It sounded hard. It sounded rigid. It didn't sound like a relationship. I'm not trying to be judgmental. But I'm going to tell you what. When somebody's walking with Jesus and they got a relationship with Jesus, it's vibrant. They know the Lord. Some people say, you act like you know him. I say, yes, I do. I do know him. I do know him. And I'll tell you something else. And I fail him sometimes. How about you? But I know enough about him to know that, you know what? He's going to pick me back up and keep walking. I said it for you. Kids can make you mad. Family can make you mad. I'm going to tell you what. It would be wise to turn around and keep on loving them. Ain't it, ain't it right? Because I'm going to tell you, when it's all said and done, man, God has blessed you and blessed you and blessed you. Just look around. Look around at what's going on. 
So when he asks you to go to the other side, I don't know what your other side is today. It might be at school. It might be in your family. It might be any of those things. But be encouraged that Jesus will be with you in the midst of the storm. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today that, you know, through something said or maybe the stories that, that we've got to share today, Lord, that you were able to just uh, take that and, and just put it in our hearts, Lord, that we continue on to share the good news of Jesus Christ. That we share the, the good news of, of just pressing in and pressing on. Lord, that we be a church that invites, that we be a church, Lord, that prays, that we be a church that sees the miraculous, Lord, because we are trusting in the finished work of the cross. Lord, I pray today if somebody's listening here, whether they're here or listening on the internet later or whatever the case may be, that they get a hold of God's word, the saving power of Jesus Christ. And I ask this all the time. If you were to die today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? Many people say, well, I don't know or I hope so. Friends, you don't have to not know. You don't have to hope so. You can know so. And the Bible is very clear. Jesus came and paid our sin debt in full on that cross. It is finished. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. All we need to do is receive it. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible is very, very clear. It says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If that's you today, look up here with me. I want to pray with you. But it's got to be your prayer from your own. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I know you're the son of God. And I'm trusting you. Save me, Lord. And the Bible says that he will do it. He says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, I encourage you not to leave here without saying, you know what, buddy? I prayed that prayer today. I put my life in the hands of the Lord. I'm trusting in the finished work of the cross. If you're here today and say, buddy, I've done that a long time ago, but I've walked away. I've run away. I've stayed away. Well, I'm glad that you're here today. And I want you to know this, that you can never run far enough from the Lord. But it's a whole lot better when you run to him than when you run from him because he's there waiting to redeem you, to restore you, and to give you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hope that helps somebody today.